Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. Man, we are honored you're with us in church today. And again, uh, we're going to look in God's word today. And we're going to learn a little bit something, I, I think, from a little bit different angle about how how love functions in the world today. I, I think a lot of times we think of ourselves as an object of love instead of a vessel of love. And, and, and really, I think it's the angle that we come at it from, how we understand this word called love that's found throughout the scriptures and, and really how love needs to be displayed out of our life. And so today I want to I talk on that subject matter and I, I really hope that God speaks to your heart in a special, special way. And I invite you now to just go ahead and open up your heart and believe that God wants to do something supernatural in you. And God wants to do something incredible and supernatural through you. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12, it reads this. The writer says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Where does love come from? According to the definition of love in the scripture, it says love comes from God, the most high God. Um, the Bible goes on to say, anyone who, who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice. So we know that love sacrifices, that he sent his son to sacrifice to take away, to take away our sins. Dear friends, the writer says, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, the writer says, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. So this passage lets us know that God wants to express love through us. It says that God loves us so that he can express love through us. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about love in that manner, but a lot of times whenever we think about love, we think about containing love, basically letting love occupy our life. Anybody want, want a little love in here today? Come on, somebody. But we often don't think about love flowing through our life. And the Bible says that this substance, this, this, un, this basically thing that is not tangible for us always to grab hold of, this thing called love is, is what God wants to put in us and get through us. He wants to express to the world who he is. And the Bible says God is, is love in this passage. So I want to build on that foundation today to to really help us understand the very essence of love is God himself. And so what does God want to get into the world? What God wants to get into the world is, is love. 
Now, the Bible says that you and I were created in God's image. We're going to take a look at that passage, and we're going to build foundation here. But have you ever thought about, if you're created in the image of God, what your responsibility is in the earth? Well, if God is love, then your responsibility in the earth is to be what? A person that exhibits God's love, expresses God's love. So what God wants to do in the earth is show Show his amazing love. As a matter of fact, it's why he created human beings. It's why he created both male and female. So, so love can be expressed and it can be multiplied and it can spread and trans, transform the earth. So I know that you were created to love. Now, you may not feel like you can love because maybe you haven't experienced the amazing love of God. And, and in reality, it's hard for you to express what you haven't experienced. So my question for you today is, have you experienced the love of God? And again, you have an opportunity to experience that in a powerful, powerful way. But once you experience that love, the very essence of who God is moves into your life and begins to flow through your life. It is the human design. So I know why you were created. You were created to love. So why don't you turn to the person sitting by you and say, you look like a lover to me. Come on, you look like a lover to me. <laughs> but see, we, we typically think of this word love from basically uh, an angle of how, how it makes me feel. But God thinks of love as how does it, create function in your life. Have you ever thought about love functioning? And most of us think about love as being something that can be contained, that can, uh, it can be just held inside of us. And God never loved you, so it could just be held inside of you. Most of us think of love as just being solo. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> Yesterday I went to buy last night this plastic cup at the local supermarket and the attendant as I was checking out said well I bought I bought a pack of these and a pack of these <laughs> and they said the attendant said are, are you going to a party <laughs> I, ne I never responded because I couldn't quite tell her how I was going to use in the line because the people in the back of the checkout line would have probably got upset, but trying to explain to her how I was going to use this at, at morning worship service and how it was going to be a party, but not the kind of party she was thinking of. You know, you know what's interesting is, again, like when we think of love, we, we, we tend to think of one idea when God, when God, looks through the lens of a, another idea. I want to show you today, you were created to love. And it's found in your Bible in Genesis 1, verses, verses 26 through 28. The Bible says, God said after he created the heavens and the earth, he says, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Now, now God's not talking to himself. God is speaking. He is speaking into the heavenlies. Who is, who is God speaking to? I think that should be a question that 
you begin to ask when you read something like that, when God says, let us create human beings in our image. And the Bible goes on to say this. Here's what human beings will do, this embodied embodied person, the male and the female. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock and all the wild, wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In other words, the most high God, the creator, created divine beings that could become human beings that could begin to be embodied in human, in our human form. He says this. He says, in, in the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Feel the earth and govern it. Watch over it. Manage what I have created. In other words, humans, both male and female, are created to be God's representation here on earth in human form. He says, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So if we connect the dots here, and the Bible says in the book of 1 John that God is love, the very essence of who God is is love. The Bible also says God is spirit. But, but if, if the very essence of who God is is love and we are created in his image, then, you know, I want to say the way that God intends for us to govern the earth is to let love flow into the earth. However, we know that that's not always the case. Sometimes love gets blocked. Sometimes love gets, gets stopped up in our life. It, it becomes stagnant in our life. We all want to be loved, but the moment something happens and conflict happens and somebody does something that doesn't agree necessarily with us, then, then love begins to get, to get blocked off, right? Now, again, there's a lot of things that block, block love. Diversity sometimes blocks love, but God loves diversity. And if you really think about it, what keeps us sometimes from letting God's love flow in us and flow through us is this thing called unforgiveness. It's literally why Jesus said, forgive as you have been forgiven. In other words, you know what? Love is what you're created to do. And if you stop the love flow, the liquid love, I want to call it today. If you stop the love flow because you harbor anger, bitterness, envy, and jealousy, these are blockades. If you harbor these things in your heart, then God, the spirit of the living God, the love of God can't flow through your heart. So unforgiveness, no matter what the person did, harms you in being the vessel that God has created you to be more so than it is what happened to you because you're unwilling to let the expression of God's love flow in you and through you. Come on, somebody. You were created to love. I was created to love. But again, there's a lot of things that are hostile 
in the earth towards the very nature that God has created us to be. And have you ever thought about where that hostility comes from? How, how the hostility, uh, the barricades entered the earth? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, let us create human beings in our image. Now, again, the reason God created the, the first man, the first woman, was simply to be an expression of who he is in the earth to, to, to love. But we all know if we have read any portion of the Bible, the wheels came off by Genesis 3. In other words, the first man and the first woman didn't get the download from this relationship with God and continually express it and govern what they should have been governing with with love. Something entered into the relationship, and it's this thing we call sin. What is sin? It literally means missing the mark of God's glorious standard. Have you ever thought about God's standard for your life? What is his standard for your life? Well, God has mapped that out through something many of us know as, as the Ten Commandments. Those are like instructions of, of God's character and, and kind of how they're, they are created to show us that we've missed. However, many of us are not familiar with a song that God gave Moses as well as the instructions called the commandments in order to express what happens when you don't express who God is through this thing called love. And that passage of scripture is found in your Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Now, again, I want to set some foundation. God created human beings to love. The wheels came off, sin entered the world, and the world and human beings became very corrupt, according to the account of the Bible. And so what God did is he flooded the earth, all except for a man and his family named Noah and the animals that they placed on the ark. The Bible says once the floodwaters recede, this is all in the book of Genesis, once the floodwaters recede, um, and Noah and his family steps off of that ark, God gives the same command to that group of people as he gave to the first man and the first woman. He says, be fruitful and multiply, Genesis chapter 8 and 9. However, as they began to, to multiply, they also became, became a solo group. In other words, instead of permeating the earth with the essence of who God is, this, this love thing, the Bible says that they began to try to build a tower. Many of us know it as the Tower of Babel to God. And that was not God's assignment for the love that they were experiencing from God. What was the assignment? The assignment was simple. I'm going to love you and you're going to be a dispenser of my love. Permeate my presence. Be a spitting image of who I am. Multiply me through the earth. The Bible says they didn't follow through with the assignment. God comes and confuses the languages. And then he divides the people up with these confused languages according to the number of nations in the account of the book of Genesis. Now, this is significant. 
Because what does God do? Since love wasn't happening, he scatters the people. Because I need you to know today, God's mission has not changed. God wants who he is and his amazing love. And God is love. He wants that to permeate the nations of the world. He wants it to permeate the heavens. And he wants it to permeate the earth. And so what God does is he divides the nations up and basically puts, puts uh, spiritual uh, powers over each and every one of those nations. I want to show it to you. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 32. And what God does, it says, listen, I'm going to come into the middle of all of that. I'm going to have a portion of people, one group of people that I'm going to come back and pour into. It's known as the nation of Israel in your Bible. Okay. And I'm going to pour my love into those people. And once I pour my love into those people, what their job is, is to be a blessing and be a light and pour my love into all the nations of the world. And that was their assignment. However, we know that, that the nation of Israel did not follow through with what God's assignment was. They became a solo cup. In other words, instead of them permeating God's love to all of these other nations, what they did is they were absorbed by the other nations. And instead of having this relationship with God, this love relationship and spreading his love throughout the earth, they began to let the earth, come on. God said, govern the earth with my amazing love. They began to let the earth and the things that were governed by the powers and principalities in the earth control them instead of them permeating God's amazing presence in the earth. And Deuteronomy 32 unravels all of that. And God says, Moses, I've given you the instructions, but now I want to give you a song. Because we're getting ready to pass the mantle of leadership from a man named Moses to a man named Joshua. And the people that you have led out of bondage into the wonderful light or on a journey, but they're, gonna, they're going to be containers of my love instead of dispensers of my love. And I am going to do something about that. So I need you to write a song to remind them of what love is all about. And he wrote a song and it's found in your Bible in Deuteronomy 32. So let's read some excerpts from that, from that particular song. And then we're going to talk about how to be dispensers instead of containers. Look at your neighbor and say, you're so much more than a container. The writer says this. Here's the song that Moses gave the people. They needed to pin it down and write it down. He says, listen, O heavens. God says, I will speak. So God's going to speak it to the heavens. Hear, O earth, the words I say. So here it is. God is speaking to the heavenlies and to the earthly beings. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall, fall like rain on tender grass. Let gentle showers, like gentle showers on young plants. He says, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is, he is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. But they have acted corruptly towards him when they acted so perversely. 
are they really his children? They are deceitful and a twisted generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't your father who created you, isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? He says this. He says, remember the days long ago. He says, now what I want you to do is think back to Bible. He says, remember the days long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. When the most high assigned the lands to the nation, When he divided up the human race, he established boundaries of the peoples according to the number in his heavenly court. In the the heavenly realm. So he divided the nations according to the number of his heavenly court. And if you go and look at Genesis 10, it lists that number out in those nations as being, being basically 70. The Bible goes on to say this. It says, for the people of Israel, for the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. So what the most high God is saying is here's the deal. I'm going to split you up. We're going to divide the land. There's going to be powers that are over those lands, but I'm going to choose one special group to pour out my love from all of the scattering of the people. And that nation is going to be Jacob. That nation is going to be Israel. And so that's what he's speaking of here. Then he says this. He says he found them in a desert land. And we know that that is the case. In an empty, howling wasteland. He surrounded them and he watched over them. He guarded them as he would guard his own eyes, like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young. So he spread his wings to take them up and carried them safely on pinions. I didn't know what pinions were. Maybe most of you do, but that's the end of of a bird's wings, okay? He goes on to say this. The Lord alone, alone guided them. They followed no foreign gods. In other words, God called them out. They weren't following these assigned powers over the other nations. They were following him and him alone. The Bible goes on to say, he let them ride on the highlands and feast on the crops of the fields. He nourished them with honey from the rock and olive oil from the stony ground. He fed them yogurt from the herd and milk from the flock together with the fat of the lambs. He gave them the choice rams from Bashan. That's an important phrase. Because the word Bashan literally means the place of the serpent. It literally means the gateway to the underworld. You remember when Jesus said, for the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Jesus is referring to this land, this space, that place, this place called Bashan. And God says, you know what? My love was intended to extend in you and through you, and I have blessed you, nation of Israel, all the way to to the gates of the underworld. In other words, that's how, how awesome my love is. Pay close attention. The Bible says this. He says, I've given you the goats together with the choicest wheat. You drink from the finest wine made from 
from the juice of grapes. In other words, I've given you the best of the best. However, you know what? You saw it as a container instead of a dispenser. <laughs> you saw it as something that was solo instead of something that was to govern the earth. And the Bible says this, but Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy. He's using physical illustrations to demonstrate what they did with God's love, what they did with God's blessing. The people of Israel became fat and unruly. They became heavy, plump, and stuffed. You know anybody that is so full of love, so consumed with love coming to them that they have missed the purpose and the function of love in their life. See, what he's saying is the nation of Israel has missed their purpose. I came and I chose them. They were my hand-picked group of people. I went to Father Abraham. I called him out of a foreign nation. I put him in my hand. I built him up into a people. They were enslaved down in Egypt. I came and rescued them by my strong and powerful hand. I took them on a journey. I blessed them like I said I would bless them. I was taking them to a land that was flowing with milk and incredible honey. I am the God who I says I am. But though I have reached into that dark pit and I have pulled them out with my amazing love, what they have chose to do is absorb the love and miss their purpose. See, if we're not careful, we'll get fat and we'll get plump because we misinterpret love. Love is to be liquid. It is to flow in you, and you are to enjoy it forever. It's called a relationship with the love of God. But my friend, make no mistake about it. It's the very essence of who God is. And it's how he overthrows the powers and the principalities of the nations of the world and expresses his plan for human beings to, to, the, to the unseen realm. Love is so much more than what you just pass on to the next person. It is God's essence of how to govern the earth, how to live as God intended us to live. What's blocking God's love in your heart? Who said something to you to stop it from permeating the earth around you? Who took something through you? What I've discovered is lots of times because of the things that happen to us and the things that we do, then we don't know how to, how to express this love, function with this love anymore. But have you ever thought about it? Maybe it's why you got some holes in your life. It's because God don't want you just to contain his love. He wants you to receive his love and pour his love out. I don't ever want you to see a solo cup the same way again. 
you, you may think it's a cup just to fill up. Don't spill the love. Man, I, I've been thinking real hard on this. But how, do, how do I illustrate this? Because I don't want to be a part of something that becomes fat and plump and stagnant and stinky to you. If, if love were liquid and, and the sponge was you and me, we would never just soak the love up and sit on the side of the sink somewhere because we would become stinky. We would become stiff. But we would soak it up and then we would pour it out so we could soak more up. Well, again, I, I want you to understand that we're all vessels. But if love were a liquid, it's not meant to be poured in you just to stay in you. It's meant to be fill you up over and over and over again so it can be poured out around you. It doesn't matter if you're a big vessel or a little vessel. It's all the same and it has the same purpose. Listen to what the scripture says. God says, here's the deal. He says, they abandoned the God who had made them. They made light of the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his, his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. They offered sacrifices to demons which are not God, to the gods they had not known before, to new gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestors had never feared. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. So what he's saying is, you know what? I'm a God who wanted to pour love in you so I could get the love through you and the earth could experience exactly who I am. But, but you, have, you have failed miserably. So what I'm going to do is, is I am going to, and this is where Jesus comes into play, I, I'm going to take it on myself. I'm going to become human. And I'm going to put on skin. And I am going to share love in spite of what the world has done to me. And my friends, this is why our Bible says this. For God so loved the world. I want to ask you today, what is blocking the love from flowing through you? Because God intends for this earth to be transformed with the amazing essence of who he is. And the very essence of God is love. The Bible says it's the greatest gift given to humanity in order to fulfill its purpose. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says, you know, and some of you have heard this read at weddings, but it's so much bigger than a wedding. It says this, they are, they are three things that are, are eternal. They are faith, hope, and love. And love is the greatest gift given of all. So, if love is the greatest gift given to you and me to govern this, this earth with, then then why do we see it as something to just be contained instead of something to be distributed? It's the angle of the way we're looking at it. We're not looking at it from the standpoint of, 
of how can I glorify and magnify the name of God who first loved me. We're looking at it from God, what can you do for me? Instead of God, what can you do through me? And there's a big difference. Because the moment God wants to do amazing things for you, he wants to bless you. He wanted to bless the nation of Israel. But the reason he wanted to bless them was so that, everybody say so that, it's a purpose clause. So that they could be a blessing to the world. And my friend, if your life is stagnant, if your life is stale, and you belong to the church, and you look like you've been baptized in lemon juice, I want you to grab hold of this today. It may be because you're too fat. I'm not talking physically. But maybe you're so filled with what God can do for you instead of what God can do through you. You're, you're miserable. You know when you overeat, you become miserable. You become stuffed. You become useless. You become plump. And God says, since you filled up on my blessing, here's the deal. I'm going to withdraw it and do something else so the nations can know of my great love. So the powers and the principalities in the heavenly realm can know of my great love. The greatest thing God wants to show this earth is this thing called love. And he did it through Jesus Christ. In human form, God in the flesh gave his life on a cross, even when you and I were hostile towards him. Before we ever knew the message of the cross, the Bible says God gave his life for you and me. Have you trusted that God has done that for you so that he can get something through you? Because my friend, he wants to do it for every single person in this room. And if you have not been a receiver of this amazing love that can flood your soul and flood your life, I need you to know that's what it means to get yourself under God and let the love of God fill your heart. And there's a way to do it. There's a way to get your solo cup underneath the amazing love that your creator and my creator wants to pour out on you. And can I tell you something? He'll go to the ends of the earth for anybody, all nations, all people, because he created human beings to love and be loved. And if you don't understand that there's things that block that from flowing, and turn your heart towards God and let God heal that sin that so calluses your heart, my friend, you will always be stagnant in fulfilling your purpose. God sends his love no matter who you are. Have you had faith in the son of the living God? And his name is Jesus. But my friend, make no mistake about it. He wants to offer and extend that forgiveness to the nations. He scattered the people because they failed at doing their assignment. And my prayer is so desperate that in 2020, we don't become those 
love get in and the love flow through. May we understand the essence of love. May we understand that God is love. May we understand it is the very thing that helps us become everything that God has created us to be. So I like to think of love like this. There's enough of it for all of us. God is love. But my friend, if you're not following through with your assignment and watering this earth with his amazing love, I need you to understand it may be why you need some, some holes in your life so that God's love can flow in you and flow through you. It, it is you know what, through us as being broken vessels, no matter how big or how small we are, that allows God to begin to do the work that he has created to do. And my friends, you may be experiencing some level of brokenness in your life. Maybe your cup is empty today. Maybe your heart is not connected to the living God who is liquid with his love and wants to flow into your life and change the world through you. He wants to give you amazing gifts for you to connect those gifts to other people so together we can begin to shine his amazing love on this earth because we have given allegiance to his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and he defeated death and he resurrected from a grave. And my friend, he did it for me before I I ever deserved it because he is the essence of love. You see, I'm not in, just inviting you to a, to a shiny little religious service. I'm inviting you into the purpose of your life, to why you were created as a human, why you were male or why you were female. It was simply to come underneath the rule and reign of God and for his love to pour out into your life. And in the face of all things that try to stop that love, you receive that forgiveness and you begin to let it flow through you into others. My friend, we have all sinned and fallen short of this glorious standard. And, and none of us are perfect. But they are some of us that have gotten underneath what I like to call the spout where God's glory comes out. And he has flowed into our life through his one and only son, Jesus Christ. He is superior. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And my friend, the moment you put your faith in who he is, he will come into your life. But keep in mind, it is always so that clause so that you can become the human that God has created you to be the enemy wants to mar that the enemy wants to stop that the enemy wants you to, to stop short of the eternal purpose that God has created you to be he wants you to die in you know what in, in hostility he wants you to die in jealousy in envy in hatred in bitterness my Bible says the spirit that comes from God is this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness and self-control. So that's the spirit God wants to give you. That's the flow that God wants to have in your life. And it's, it's awesome that it leads out in those descriptive descriptive analogies of, of, of what God is, what the spirit of God looks like in your life. It leads out with this word called love. The spirit of God is love. So I hope that you have a happy Valentine's Day weekend, but never make a mistake of why God's love has come into your life. It's not to be contained. It's to be dispensed. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your amazing love. God, I thank you for the cross of Christ. And God, in the face of all the hostility and all the powers that come against him and all the temptations he faced, God, he followed through with his purpose. He showed amazing love. And God, if there is one here today that has not got underneath that love, that rule and reign, that flow, may they understand it's why God put on flesh and came to earth and stretched out his arms. It was a love sign to all of humanity. And my friend, if something has made you feel unlovable, is some spiritual thing that is going on has made you feel less than, I invite you to come out from underneath that power of darkness today and step under the power of the living God through Christ Jesus. That's what it means to put my faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross because he showed love to all humans. But my friend, I invite you also to believe that he defeated death and resurrected from a grave and ascended back to the God of the Most High. And he sits there today as an advocate for you. I invite you to believe in his resurrection. He's powerful. And can I tell you something? The love he'll give you will empower you to do what you're created to do. Love is meant to be poured out. But can I tell you, you got to be empowered by the most high God and filled with the most high God in order to continually pour it out. So I want you to receive the gift of love today that comes through Christ Jesus, the gift of grace, the unmerited favor that God gave to humanity by faith. Just say, God, today, I admit I have missed it. And I need that love to fill my life. Till God, thank you for the cross. Thank you for being perfect and thank you for dying in spite of who we have become. Till God, thank you for the resurrection. Today, you put your faith in that. You don't have to understand it all. You just need to start the race. Till God, thank you for the gift of life that comes through Christ Jesus. God, I pray for the rest of us that we would be dispensers that we would be a church that is generous for God so loved the world he gave his one and only son. God, may we have that spirit about our love. May we give when nobody's given to us. May we love when we don't feel love coming from the world. May we get our expression from you and live it out all the days of our life. We pray it in Jesus' most holy and precious name. Amen. 
We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.